Welcome to the Simply Youth Podcast, where the U in youth stands for you. Join us in chatting with some of the most successful Lebanese figures. Follow in their footsteps to write your own story. Tune in on the Simply Youth Podcast every Tuesday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more platforms. So hello, everyone. Welcome to the Simply Youth Podcast. This is episode three, and today we have a very, very special guest with us. She published her first book in October 2019, which turned out to be a huge success and has been sold out from Antoine Library a couple of times now. Alongside being a popular author, she is also a beauty and lifestyle reporter and a mental health influencer. With that being said, I'll now give the spotlight to Noor. Can you please give us um, a brief introduction about yourself, your work, and uh, your book, The Complete Opposite of Everything? Hello. <laughs> I am Noor Abu Fayyad. I am the author of The Complete Opposite of Everything. I am a mental health advocate. I am a mental health survivor, actually. I dealt with anxiety and depression as of 2012 and even before, but it was undiagnosed. Technical side of, uh, of me, I graduated from NGU with an, a BA in English Literature, and I've loved writing my whole life. So it only seems natural to combine my experience with mental illness and uh, my love for writing and reading. So the book came about. Uh, and I have my Instagram account, Newton Wonderland, which is just uh, a way to show pretty things and uh, to, to spread joy and cheer and, and some makeup and beauty tips and some cats, a lot of cats on my page, my God. So... Uh... Can you describe uh, your experience writing your first book? I've always wanted to write a book. I did not expect it to be this... Um, I don't know how to describe it. It, it was like at points the characters were writing themselves. That, that's, a, that's one aspect to it. I didn't know how much uh, editing and how much back and forth you get with the editors. But generally speaking, it was a very nice experience publishing the first book, especially in Lebanon, because with the, with the Lebanese and Arab climate of, of book of the book reading and publishing and writing, uh, you feel there's a certain uh, lack of uh, professionalism with it. I don't know, whenever I would read uh, Arabic books, the publishing process of it, I would feel, is not as professional as internationally published books. But with Turning Point books, the ones that I published with, they were they gave me um, international publishing experience. They were so professional, and I was so pleasantly surprised by the publishing process of it. On a more personal aspect, I felt that it was therapeutic for me. There were things in my life that I never that I didn't think uh, I would revisit, but I did through the publishing process and through writing the book. So yeah, writing, I highly recommend publishing and writing a book. <laughs> highly recommend if you're thinking about it. It's just, it's a very fulfilling experience. I have a follow-up question. Like, what would you say was the biggest inspiration to write the book? And what was the biggest obstacle you encountered? Biggest inspiration to write the book? I would have to say, when I started going through my anxiety and depression, I felt very alone. Once I started getting out of it, I started talking about it um, very matter-of-factly. I never thought there was anything taboo about it, because before, no one was talking about it. So, uh, the inspiration behind writing my book is that I didn't want anyone to feel alone. I felt that I wanted people to know that there are so many cases out there, and it's okay to talk about it, there's nothing taboo about having a mental illness 
and there's nothing to be ashamed of and you can talk about it and it's normal to have a mental illness. So the inspiration was that I didn't want people to feel as alone as I did when I was going through it. As for the biggest obstacle writing it, I would have to say two things. One, okay, so I have two characters. They're Adam and Yasmin. For some reason, I always have a better time writing and an easier time writing male characters than I have a better time writing female characters. So whenever I get to the part where I have to write a female character, I would draw a blank. I would be like, <laughs> How do I make you move? And another obstacle would be my own uh, my own fear of delving too deep into my mental illness uh, and maybe not resurfacing. Although I'm very much okay, I went through my treatment and my therapy, but you know, it's you're you're digging into raw dark emotions and your psyche. So going back to that when you're so okay. That's enough. And um, so nowadays, like with social media taking over the world, youth like aren't as much inclined like to grab a book and start reading. And like, I faced this problem too because I also published my first book when I was 15, maybe. And, and many of my friends always like asked me, I don't like to read and like what would make me read. And for me, always like I just say that like grabbing a book and reading it is a different experience. But I've never like truly found like how to justify it. So what would you say about that? I totally understand that. And I'm struggling to, um, because of how social media keeps your attention span short, I, I struggle with picking up a book and committing to it. But it's about, I think it's about finding the right book for you. I don't think that anyone isn't a reader. I don't, I don't believe that, oh, I don't read books. I believe that someone just hasn't found the book for them. And it's all about finding the genre that you like, the book that speaks to you and kind of jump starting from there. I know it's difficult, but the same way you have um, trained your brain to be, uh, to have a short attention span when it comes to social media, I think you can train your brain or retrain your brain in my case to have a longer attention span because it's, uh, Reading is a whole different experience. It's all your senses. When I'm reading a book and someone's describing a, a, I don't know, a dish or a scent, you can, you can, you can feel it or you can, you can taste it. As with social media, your your brain is a monkey brain essentially, swinging from one thought to the next and one thought to the next. But with a book, you're just in one world and you're. I know. I, I'm. I'm so okay. So the last book series that I read was Throne of Glass and i'm still recovering from that i still have a book hangover from that because i delved so deep into that world it's a beautiful book series highly recommended my god i haven't i haven't fallen in love with a book series since i don't know harry potter i think i'm answering the question <laughs> how to get people going towards reading find the book that you want find the book that speaks to you it's all about trial and error and what made you like decide to like start talking i mean i know like you dealt with mental health problems like as you said but like what made you like want to take that like to social media which is like a whole other level and like become like a mental health activist like here in Lebanon. I can't really pinpoint a specific time but I can point out an incident that happened well, not an incident but um, there was a friend of mine she had a photography page um, it's very similar to people of New York I think it was called one story at a time I can't really remember what the name of the page was but they were going around uh, photographing people in Lebanon and asking them to tell a story. And I don't know, I felt like uh, the setting we were in, we were in Hamra and uh, where we were, I, I felt like telling that story, the story of my 
my struggle with anxiety and with finding this release and this comfort talking about it. After that, the, the feedback that I got because of it and the amount of messages that I got thanking me for speaking up about it, I'm like, okay, so this is... I thought that like, there was something missing in, in Lebanon that needed to be filled up. Seven, eight years ago when I was going through it in 2012, no one was talking about it. I would I googled mental health and uh, mental illness and anxiety and the research that would come up with was very uh, western based, not um, not at all Arab based, not at all this region's uh, criteria at all. So I really felt alone in that and no one was talking about it and now eight years later here we are people are, are sharing and talking and and having a conversation and open to learning about mental health can you tell us more about your point of view on self-love and why is it something that you became so passionate about my point of view of, on self-love is that it's, it's always a learning curve with it and it's always it's it's never consistent because you're never consistent as a person. You will have, and, and life isn't consistent. And the universe, okay, I'm, we'll, we'll come back to you. As a person, you go through ups and downs and you go through so much and you go through a lot of self-loathing as well. But it's always a learning experience how to love yourself. And it's not always easy. And it's, um, it's I, I think it's toxic to think that you can you should always love yourself and the way we have toxic positivity that that kind of relation toxic positivity be happy be be okay think happy thoughts it's okay it's it's okay to have moments where you doubt yourself because it's those moments that you can pick yourself back up and learn from and reinforce the self-love that you have you have to learn to love every aspect of yourself at all the points in your life because the you at, for example, the me at, I don't know how old you guys are. How old are you guys? We're 17. Oh my God, you're so tiny. I'm literally a decade older than you are. 11 years older. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I'm a child. Okay. I am a child. Just like you. <laughs> also, it's okay. <laughs> the you at 12, the you at 15, the you at 17, the you at 21, they're all different versions and they're all changing. They're all, they don't have to, uh, the same experiences anymore. You're growing up. So your self-love has to grow up with you and has to mature with you. So that is my take on self-love. It's always changing and always fluctuating. And it's okay that it fluctuates. It's okay if you have dips in your self-love because that's just human nature. We are not, we are not equipped to always consistently be consistent. So um, to wrap up, our last question for you is a two-part question. So first of all, what word of advice would you give to a teenager aiming to write um, their own book or blog? And two, what would you tell someone who is struggling to cope with all the horrible tragedies happening, um, like the, the horrible explosion that took place? I love, uh, I love the first question so much because as a teenager, I... Um, I wanted so badly to write a book. I knew that that was, that that was what I wanted to do. And I even wrote a couple of, like I wrote uh, Harry Potter inspired uh, chapters of a book and then I scrapped that. And then when Twilight came, came around, I wrote uh, Twilight inspired uh, a couple of chapters on that. It was such a trial and error. And it's, um, my advice is, so much, <laughs> I would say, uh, write, write, uh, write your heart out, write whatever you want, just to discover what you are good at. I wrote poetry and essays and short stories and th random thoughts, and I realized I'm not that good at poetry. 
So some people are brilliant at it, but I'm really not. I don't think I have the depth it takes for poetry, and that's fine. Uh, or the understanding. I can I, I can I can analyze poetry, but I can't really write it. So that's we move that aside. What are you good at? I'm good at telling stories, at description. And in order to also know what you're good at writing, you should read a lot. Reading is so essential to your writing growth because um, it, also, it introduces you to styles of writing, uh, to authors, it, it, uh, to worlds that you're not aware of. For example, uh, again, going back to Throne of Glass, it's a fantasy novel. It's all about they and the shapeshifters and assassins and all of that. I didn't know that I like this kind of genre until I read it. So again, read a lot because it introduces you to so many aspects of writing without, in, a, in a fun way. It's not a technical way of learning how to write. It's a very fun and uh, unconscious way of learning how to write. And weirdly enough, read bad books because when you read the good books, you're learning good writing. But when you read bad books, you're, you're learning what sucks as writing. But as long as you know that they're bad books, and don't be afraid to fail. In school, I was praised a lot for my writing, but I also um, I also went to writing competitions. LAU would hold uh, some writing competitions uh, yearly. I went to a couple of them. I never won. And I submitted to so many poetry competitions and so many uh, essay competitions abroad. I won one. I, that's it. I do believe that failure is a teaching. Uh, it's, it's a teaching experience. Uh, as for the second part, it's such a catastrophic and tragic thing that happened, and I'm. It makes my blood boil because we we as people have we as Lebanese people have been through so much, and now for this to happen, I I'm still processing. As of the recording right now, we've been what. Two, uh, almost two weeks into it and I'm still I cannot wrap my head around it but the thing to remember is that it is very much okay for you to be feeling any of the emotions that you're feeling if you feel numb that's okay because that is your body's way of, of protecting yourself from such you cannot wrap your head around what happened because it, where do you start so it's okay to feel the confusion, the numbness, the anger. There's so much anger right now. You can feel it in, in the air around you. There's so much sadness and there's so much um, survivor's guilt. Like, I mean, this happened in one of the most populated and visited cities in, in Lebanon. And Beirut is the capital and it's, the young are there. It, it has Malam Khair, Jumeiza, Hamra, Asafi. It has the places where the young people visit, where where your parents go to work. For example, I was I was getting ready to go down uh, to to Beirut the day it happened, and then and then the blast went off, and I'm thinking, how how did this? How did I miss that? How how was I not there? If I had been if I had been 15, 20 minutes early to to, to go there, I would have been. Uh, who knows what would have happened? And you start to think and, and spiral down into this. How did I survive and these people didn't? What makes me so special? What makes them so special? And um, it is okay to be feeling all of those things. We are all main characters. And what's happening to every main character is a different story, of course. So just remember that your story is being written right now or you are writing it just know that it's okay to feel like what happened was so confusing that you cannot begin
to process it. I can't process it. I, I get waves of processing, but when I went down to Beirut, I looked around and I felt nothing. I couldn't feel anything because, because Jesus, this thing is so big. How do you absorb it? You are one person. You are, you are nothing compared to what happened. Your weight is equal to, I don't know, this was 2,700, God knows how many kilograms, tons of, of, of ammonium nitrate. I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not in on the facts of it, of how many there were, but compared to you, you are nothing. You are nothing when, when, when it comes to something as humongous as, as what happens. So how can you, one little person, absorb this entire thing? Just, just think about that. Think of it that you have no obligation to absorb what happens. You have an obligation to yourself to take care of yourself in any way that you feel uh, works. Uh, disconnect. You don't have to be tuned in to, um, to the news all the time. Social media can be a great way for you to connect with people. To, um, uh, uh, to see how you can help, but it can also be very tiring. So disconnect from that. You don't need to be plugged in and tuned in all the time. Take a step back, um, read uh, mindless or fantasy books, read anything that's, that, that's not heavy, watch things that aren't very heavy. Um, if, if you can, go for a walk. Um, anything to lighten the load on your heart and on your chest, because what happens is, is too too tragic and if i think that if we actually comprehend what happened we would lose our mind so thank you so much for your time today we loved having you it was such a pleasure and you have such a beautiful mindset and like it's so so beautiful to see like how you can like translate all that like beautiful thoughts into like um sentences um a beautiful book and yeah so thank you so much for Thank you so much for being with us today. And I hope we can stay in touch soon. Definitely, yes. Hopefully when things calm down, we can grab some coffee, talk about your book, because I want to talk about your book. <laughs> Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Mahmoud as well. <laughs> Thank you.